welcome to the Sex, Self, and Relationships Podcast. I'm your host, Fatima, but you can call me Tima. This is a lifestyle podcast focused on sex, self, and relationships. This podcast will provide sex education, focusing especially on female pleasure. We will discuss self-development and how we can become the best versions of ourselves, all while exploring our relationships and how we can show up as our best for all of them. Welcome. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Today's episode is on how to be a safe space for the strong ones in your life. If someone in your life continuously extends a safe space for you to truly be yourself and feel loved, chances are they yearn for the same in return. People often treat people the way they want to be treated or the way they treat themselves. People that identify as strong ones often attract many takers and emotional vampires which can lead them to feeling drained and constantly craving isolation. Trust me when I say this. Every quote-unquote strong one needs a place they can let their guard down and be truly themselves. Based on my personal experience as I've unconsciously adopted the strong one role in most of my relationships for as long as I could remember, I initially adopted it because I thought if I love people the way I want to be loved enough, I'll eventually teach them how to love me the same. I learned that 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 was a lie. That is not true. That's not how things work. So if you have a strong one in your life and you're curious about how to give them the same amount of comfort and love and joy that they give you, this is the episode for you. And if you are the strong one and you yearn to have a safe space where you can truly be yourself, let your guard down, don't have to be strong, a place where you can be vulnerable, a place where you can be loved, then this is a great episode You can share with the people you're in relationships with, the people that you care about, the people that you want to give you this kind of love and attention. Before I get into the tips on how to be a safe space for the strong ones in your life, I'm going to go into how I know I'm in a safe space with someone. This is how I know that someone provides a safe space for me to truly be myself. This is how the experience makes me feel. And this is how I know I need to hold on to that person. And for the strong ones out there, definitely keep this in mind when you're searching for your chosen family. These are the green flags you should look out for. The first sign that's consistent with everyone that makes me feel safe in their presence is that I feel my inner child just come out. It's not by force. It's, it's just, it just comes out. I all of a sudden become a four-year-old. I become a three-year-old. I'm all of a sudden five. I become a child when I'm around them. I feel like a complete child around these people. I feel giggly, I'm playful, I'm touchy. I just feel like I can let my guards down. And when I let my guards down, when I'm not trying to be strong, when I'm not trying to figure it out for everyone, when I'm not trying to fix or make everybody else happy, I can just focus on me. And when I'm focusing on me, I can focus on the deepest part of me that needs the most attention, which is my inner child. So usually when I'm around those people, when I feel that safe, my inner child always comes out. So when you notice yourself feeling like a child around someone, when you notice yourself feeling like your four-year-old self around someone, it's usually a good sign that they just make you feel at peace. They make you feel safe around them. That's why you feel safe to have your inner child in their presence. Because for people that you don't trust and you don't feel safe around, you're not going to bring your inner child around them because you don't feel safe that they can take care of that inner child version of you. Another thing I look out for is 
I can have all my feelings around them. I can have all my feelings with them, especially anger, especially those negative feelings. They give me grace. They put effort into understanding where I'm coming from. And they put effort into creating a solution that works for the both of us instead of just becoming defensive and being uncomfortable with my negative emotions. People that allow me to feel all my feelings, people that are comfortable with all of my feelings and are secure enough to know that it's not a personal attack on them, create the safest space because you know you can be all versions of yourself. You don't need to only be the funny version or the happy version that they're comfortable with. You know you can be the moody version if that's the kind of state you're in at that moment. People that are okay with all versions of you and don't get triggered or don't feel like they have to pull away from you because you're not the happy version they're used to. Those are the spaces that's safe for quote unquote strong ones because they know that I don't have to be strong around you for you to feel comfortable. I can show my weakness. I can take my cape off and that doesn't make you feel unsafe. You don't need me to be strong in order for you to hold space for me. I can be weak. I can be strong. I can be anything. And you still hold space for me. That's a safe space. The third thing I look out for is I feel relaxed. I physically feel relaxed in my body. I pay attention to how I feel in my body. And the reason for the relaxation of my body is because I do feel safe to freely feel all of my feelings. I'm not suppressing any feelings because I'm scared of triggering them. I'm not suppressing anything because of them. I have the freedom to fully be myself around them because they're comfortable with who I am. They're comfortable with all sides of me. So that allows me to feel relaxed. I know that they can handle all versions of me so I don't have to worry about protecting me from them. And that always helps me feel relaxed. And the fourth and final sign I've picked up on when I feel safe around someone is I feel heard, seen, and understood. It doesn't feel one-sided. It doesn't feel like I'm the only one going above and beyond to acknowledge, to understand. It's reciprocated. They see me. They hear me. They want to understand me. They're intentional about making a connection with me. And when I feel those things, I know I'm in a safe space. Now, to create the safe space for someone is something that you have to be intentional about. It's not something that happens by accident. If you have self-reflected and noticed that, hmm, there is someone in my life that makes me feel all this love, that makes me feel safe in their presence, but I don't think that I've really been giving them the same amount in return, or I don't really think I've really been pouring into their cup as much. It doesn't seem like they need it, but I don't think I've really been doing it. Chances are they do need it. They might seem strong and they might seem like they got it all together, but they do need it. So if someone does come to mind when I'm talking about this and you do feel like you can step it up a bit, here are a few tips you need to create a safe space for them. In order to create a safe space, you need skills to help you manage your internal experience and influence their internal experience. The reason why you'll need skills to help you manage your internal experience is because there's no way you can create a safe space for someone if you are not safe. <laughs> Oftentimes, most people that cannot manage themselves are just lashing out and just pouring all that shit out on other people. 
So you can't be a safe space for them if you're not safe within yourself. So you're going to have to learn how to manage your internal experiences, how to manage your emotions, how to identify your emotions in order to be able to even consider helping them out. The first necessary skill in managing your internal experience is self-awareness. Self-awareness helps you identify your character traits, emotional reactions, and what triggers you in relationships. Self-awareness makes you less defensive and more compassionate. It makes you less defensive because you've already faced the discomfort of knowing your weaknesses and toxic traits. And it makes you more compassionate because you know, just like everyone else, you ain't perfect. In the process of discovering your weaknesses and toxic traits, I'm sure you're facing yourself looking in the mirror saying, damn, I'm just like so-and-so. I'm just like so-and-so. I'm just like this person. Damn, I guess I ain't that different. Maybe I need to start extending some compassion towards others because I make these mistakes too. I am human as well. When you become that aware of who you are, it's easier for you to give grace to other people. But if you're not aware of that, if you're not aware of your shadow side, if you're not aware of those negative sides you pretend don't exist within you, you'll think that you're perfect. So your level of compassion towards others will be very limited because you don't think that you're capable of doing the same thing. And if we don't think that we're capable of doing the same thing, we can't humanize the other person. No one is perfect. And the more self-aware you are, the more you learn that. The second skill you need in order to manage your internal experience is self-regulation. Being self-aware is one thing, but then what are you going to do about it? Knowing your character flaws and knowing your toxic traits is one thing, but you actually have to put in effort and action into making changes. Self-regulation helps you manage your emotions, so the strong ones in your life don't always have to help you regulate. The thing about strong ones is, this is a responsibility they've adopted because they feel it's their role to help people and fix people in order to receive love. So if you come into their world broken and needing help and needing them all the time, they'll always feel that need or that responsibility to support you and to pour into you. But if you can do it yourself, you can ease them of that responsibility. You can give them the freedom to just relax and focus on themselves. Yes, I agree. It is their responsibility to not take on so much. But at the same time, if this is someone you love and you know that this is something that they are working on and you care about them and you care about giving them a safe space, you can put a little extra effort into doing your part. Don't become their problem. Solve your own problems. Learn to self-regulate. And for those strong ones listening, if you haven't already, check out the How to Stop Being a Strong One episode. Yeah, please. Because we're not doing that anymore. Let it go. Being able to self-regulate also helps you limit lashing out and allowing your emotions to control your actions. The strong ones around you will feel safe knowing that you can manage your internal experiences regardless of the external circumstances. So those are the two main skills you need to manage your internal experience and support a safe space for the strong ones in your life. Now going into the skills you need to positively influence their internal experience. You can't change how someone feels. You can't make them happy. You can't make them feel safe, but you can't influence it. People around you influence your experience. 
This is why your inner circle matters the most because they influence the way you experience this world. The first skill you need in order to positively influence their internal experience is empathy. Empathy helps you understand their emotions. The safest place to be is around those that can understand and share your emotional experiences without any judgment. Empathy motivates connection and safety because it helps the strong ones in your life understand that they are not alone. It helps them understand that they are not doing this thing alone. Oftentimes, people are identified as the strong ones because they never ask for help, because they never seem to ever need any help. We all know that that's a lie because everybody needs help. Everybody requires assistance. That's why we're all here. We all need each other. We're all connected. But sometimes the best way to assist a strong one is by being empathetic and being able to recognize their emotional experiences, being able to see when things don't exactly seem right with them. So that way you can ask questions or you can follow up to see what's going on with them. Being empathetic motivates connection and safety because it helps a strong one understand that they are not alone. Oftentimes, the emotional burdens of a strong one can be significantly reduced by just being understood. By someone just hearing them, sitting with them, and saying, I understand how you feel. That reduces the emotional burden of a strong one. Because they just want to be seen. They want to be acknowledged. A second skill that's necessary in order to positively influence the internal experience of a strong one is giving grace. Give grace. The strong ones often carry around an emotionally tough facade. They've created a shield from difficult experiences they've been through. Just because they seem like they can handle harshness doesn't actually mean it's true. In fact, it's the opposite. Quote unquote, strong ones cannot handle harshness at all. If you want them to let their guards down, if you want them to be vulnerable around you, if you want them to have a safe space around you, harshness is the easiest way to strengthen the walls of their defenses. It does the complete opposite. A safe space for a strong one has to be filled with softness, grace, and a lot of patience. The more they can rely on you to give grace, especially when they make mistakes, the more they start to trust you, the more they know that this is a safe space. It's going to take some time. It's not a one-time incident of you giving grace or you being soft with them that makes them fully let their guard down and have a safe space with you. It's going to be the little moments. It's the moments when they make a mistake and instead of you being harsh with them or making fun of them about it, you acknowledge that it's a mistake that anybody could make and you give them grace. You're soft with them. Don't feel bad about that. It's no problem. The more they can continuously rely on you to be that safe space and be understanding and love them through goods and bads, versions of themselves, the more they build trust and the more they feel they can let their guards down, the more your presence becomes a safe space. It does not happen overnight, but it does require a lot of grace. The last skill you need to positively influence their internal experience is checking in. Just because the strong ones in your life rarely ask for help or they seem to be doing great whenever you speak to them, doesn't mean it's true. Show interest in their well-being. Ask questions about their lives. Actively listen. Not just asking superficial questions, oh, how was your day? Listen to their, oh, I'm good. And then leaving it as is. 
Ask deeper questions. Ask follow-up questions. Be genuinely interested. Actively listen to their response so you can provide follow-up questions or comments that can allow you guys to have deeper conversations and get to know them better. This will strengthen the connections you share with your strong one, allow you to get to know them better, which will allow you to get to know their needs better. Additionally, this also helps them feel seen. It helps them feel understood. This helps them feel loved. This becomes a safe space for them. For more information on how to hold a good conversation, check out the How to Hold a Good Conversation episode, which will give you tips on how to have deeper conversations with the strong ones in your life while letting them feel seen, understood, and loved. Thank you very much for listening to today's episode and all the other episodes you've listened to. And if this is your first episode, that's cool too. Thank you for tuning in. Love you guys. Bye. Please like, share, and most importantly, leave reviews to help the podcast grow. For more information on the resources used in this episode, please refer to the links in the bio.